0: and welcome to the Women & Money podcast, hosted by Fidelity International and This Is Money. I'm Micah Curry, Investment Director at Fidelity. And I'm Sarah Davidson, Knowledge and Product Editor at This Is Money. Today we are broadcasting from the comfort of our own homes as we all continue to adapt to life under lockdown and we joined remotely of course by Romy Savova chief executive officer of Pension B an online pension provider Romy welcome thanks for joining us thank you So before I tell you a bit more about Romy and why we've invited her to this Women & Money special edition lockdown podcast, I'd like us to just set the scene. Sarah, how are things looking where you are?
1: Well, I'm currently sitting in the spare bedroom at my parents' house in sunny Suffolk. Uh, I moved up here from my London flat where I live by myself on the third floor with no garden. Earlier in March, just before lockdown kind of um, was formally announced. And I've been here now two months, I think, which has been a bit of a shock to the system. But nice to be in the countryside, have a
0: garden, and have some company. How about you? Uh, well, I'm sitting in the spare room slash baby room slash study um, with the kids uh, downstairs and trying to convince everyone to get off the internet as we kind of convert the the side bedroom into a home office for me and my partner. Um, yes, looking outside, it's a sunny day. It's a lovely day. Um, and looking at my calendar at the marathon of Zoom calls that I've got a... Deal with today, so that that is quite um, putting things into perspective. Romy, where are you broadcasting from? So
2: I think I might be the odd one out because I am sitting in my office. Uh, We are an online pension provider, but not all of the other pension providers we deal with are sufficiently online. So we maintain a small team in the office to receive paperwork and various other things that simply can't be done online uh, in order to make sure we keep everything flowing smoothly and efficiently for our customers.
0: So we're actually talking to someone who is based in an office. I've kind of yes. forgotten what an office is like. It feels like a foreign concept.
2: Yes, well, it's, it, it is a bit foreign because, you know, most people are not in the city at the moment. And so it it, it looks very, very quiet. Uh, but I think things are probably still quite busy behind the scenes.
0: Yes, and I think that's something we, we should talk about today, this whole Rapid acceleration to digital and and the need to digitise our finances. But before we get to that, I just want to give you guys a bit of background on Romy. She found Pension B, as I mentioned, an online pension provider to simplify pension savings in the UK. After she had what she describes as a harrowing experience transferring <laughs> her own pension, she's had a marked career in the city at various financial institutions. But it was back in two thousand. 2014 that Romy became employee number four and head of corporate development at Credit Benchmark, which grew into one of the most successful business-to-business data startups. Now, fascinated by that emerging world of financial technology, Romy started B, and financial technology is one of the things we'll be talking about today. But before we get to that, I want to talk about the concept of tidying up. COVID-19 and cleaning, something I've been doing a lot of myself with a one-year-old and a three-year-old and a 23-year-old stepdaughter at home, it's been challenging. But what I've found, anecdotally, speaking to friends, speaking to family, that a lot of people Women, perhaps in particular, have used this time to do a drastic spring clean. Whether it's your wardrobe, you know, chucking out the suits, bringing in athle- athleisure wear, athleisure wear, or tidying up the house, chucking out, you name it, clothes, toys. I think we've, if COVID nineteen's done anything besides give us a peek into the lives and interior decorating choices of our colleagues, it's also put our consumerism into sharp focus. Um, I also think that this notion of tidying up, cleaning up, gives one a sense of control at a time where everything else feels beyond our control. Sarah, have you been doing some decluttering or decluttering your parents' house?
1: <laughs> well, no, I don't think they'd thank me for that. <laughs> um, so because I'm not at home, I've not been able to do the, that big tidy out of my wardrobe, which I'm actually really like sad about because it could definitely do with it. Um, but I have in fact been looking at my my finances and trying to sort things out and um like uh so many other Britons I have actually taken the time to sort things out to the extent that I managed to repay my credit card bill completely and that's been hanging over me for years so that's definitely one of my achievements and I think that feeling of control that you were talking about totally makes sense like taking control of one bit of your life that you can right now when we're out of control of so many other bits is um Mm -hmm. is really reassuring Romy how about
2: you well I've definitely done a little bit of cleaning and organizing I I feel like I'm doing a little bit every weekend to be honest uh there always seems to be one drawer or another drawer that could be organized a little bit better uh, I'm also really lucky to have a a one year old and a three year old um, and and they like to help. Uh, as they say. So <laughs> Create more <been>, chaos uh, <laughs> is what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I've, I've been using it as a bit of entertainment, productive entertainment, uh, if you will, for them. Uh, and I've done a little bit around my finances. I'd like to think I was organized before everything started, but there's always room for improvement.
0: And I think what's interesting, Romy, that your business, Pension PensionBee, is built on this concept of consolidating, tidying up, uh, decluttering, if you like, your pensions. People bring Bringing various pension pots together. Have you seen a marked change in people's behavior around their pensions?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I think it's become a very, very popular time to consolidate your pensions for a couple of reasons. I think for most people, a pension is something that lives on a piece of paper stuck in a drawer uh, because the usual communication they receive from their pension provider is in the form of an annual letter. uh, And the vast majority of people simply don't make it past the envelope. They put the envelope away. And lockdown has really presented Presented an opportunity to clean things up and to take those documents out of the drawer um, and to think about how you might want to manage your pension. So, we, you know, we've seen a 24% increase in people consolidating for the first time their pensions with us in the month of April relative to last year. And it, I think it's very much a reflection of the times and people having the opportunity to do that. I think, you know, lockdown probably also makes you a bit more conscious around the costs that you're paying and whether you can be obtaining a better deal by switching Uh, and certainly pension switching uh, has been a popular beneficiary um, of that drive to make things more efficient um, during this period of time.
0: So we're definitely reassessing our finances along with you know cleaning out the wardrobe and tidying up things. Sarah, you've paid down your credit card, which as you say, has been hanging over you and we're seeing people consolidating their pensions. Are we reassessing our spending habits? Um, are we investing more or are we a bit like you know, bunnies stuck in the headlines?
1: If you look at the, um, the- latest stats that have come out of the Bank of England, they're showing that people are spending less on their credit cards, that they're paying down their credit cards and mortgages where they can, um, and separately that they're also saving more into cash accounts. Um, So I think, you know, that clearly reflects the fact that people are like, oh, there's quite a lot of uncertainty, even though I've still got my job. I don't know how long that might last. Um, I also you know, if you're on furlough, people are people are trying to save and be sensible at the moment. And um, I also, I spoke to an investment, the head of an investment app recently, and, and she was telling me that they've seen a massive uptick in the number of people downloading their app and looking to invest following the crash in the stock market. So I think there's like, obviously, that reflects the two kind of different types of outlook really so when everyone was it warren buffett said when everyone is being greedy don't buy in don't invest and when everyone is scared that's the time to buy so obviously some people are heeding that uh kind of tidbit and and others are just you know battening down the hatches and and trying to conserve as much cash as possible um michael what what are you seeing in your customer base
0: uh, well, it's interesting. We've seen people avoid drawing down their pension. So that group that's near retirement or at retirement who would normally be drawing down their pension are delaying that decision, which is sensible if, if like most people in the UK, you've seen your pension partake knock because of the market volatility we've seen. Uh, Romy, have you seen similar trends on your side?
2: Yes, uh, especially when it comes to pension contributions and withdrawals. So on the contribution side, uh, we actually had a 40% spike um, in the average size um, of pension contribution coming through uh, towards the end of the tax year end uh, period. And on the withdrawal side, uh, we've seen a smaller proportion of people withdrawing. Uh, and we've also actually seen a smaller average withdrawal. Size, so certainly people being uh, more, I think, conservative and more orientated towards the future.
1: I think one of the things that um, struck me, because I actually have a, an account with Pension B, I'm one of your customers, um, is that you know if you had money invested before the market crash, you'll have seen the value of your pension pot drop quite dramatically, depending on how it's invested. Um, that that might be discouraging people from making contributions. So do we think it's like a good time to be upping contributions if we can afford it or or is it
2: yes yes I, I i think it is I mean we we did some analysis actually on this very topic uh, and we found that you know if you do have spare cash um, and you look around at your options uh, and you consider the fact that when markets are down uh, there are actually effectively on sale. Uh, And we calculated that if you put your spare cash inside a pension, um, even if the market recovery takes, you know, three years or five years or perhaps even ten years, um, you're probably still, you know, performing quite well relative to if you consider putting it in a cash account where the average savings rate uh, seems to be dropping on a daily basis with some of the most popular apps. So certainly, you know, long-term investing pays off uh, and especially if you enter at a time when markets are you know considered lower than their um, than their usual sort of positioning.
0: It's a bit like buying a, a bargain on the sales, but but the question, of course, is you know when you're looking online and buying something on a sale, if it, if if prices will come down further. But I do think you make a key point there, Romy, and that's around cash. What we've seen, which is quite a worrying trend, is people, especially within the the, the pensions world, if you are self selector, so you choose your own investment funds instead of going for the default option a lot of people are moving into cash. And and that's understandable with all the risks about all the uncertainty about there's a tendency uh, to see cash as a flight to safety. But that's very worrying because, of course, we know another repercussion of this crisis is that interest rates are coming down to record lows. I mean, they've been at record lows. The Bank of England is considering moving rates into negative territory. So if you're putting your money in cash – which a lot of women in particular tend to do, you getting nothing for that. And especially with your pension, which is a long term investment, you know, you you need to be really careful of if you are pivoting uh your long term investments into cash.
1: I think there's that other that you know, the point that's investing your pension into cash fund, but there's also those like the savings rates and, and sort of one year fixed rate accounts and up to five-year fixed-rate accounts, and the interest rates on those. Um, so I'm, my, me and my team, we're in charge of updating the Best Buy savings tables, on This Is Money, and so we get sent every day a whole list of what providers are doing with those rates, and it is just like a bonfire. I mean, every single day, at least two or three providers are slicing rates down i mean the one the one glimmer of hope for savers last year was the i think it was last year it was a year before was the launch of um marcus which is a kind of more digital consumer friendly bank backed by goldman sachs and they launched with a bang and an interest rate at 1.5 percent which was considered good even then um and they have just systematically cut that as you know it's as you say the bank of england rates come down and this competition has just knocked point basis points off consistently on a daily basis yeah. so i think it's like you know in order people should be really careful about when they're choosing a savings account for mm-hmm. example the rates on a five-year fix look much better than a, the rates on a one-year fix but that can be damaging because then you're locking that cash away for five years And I mean, what do we think the outlook is for for stock markets over that period of time? Is it sensible to be putting cash away for so long?
2: Well, I think, you know, if you look at historical downturns and recoveries and sort of how long it's taken us to get back um, to where we were, uh, you know, I I remember the crash of 2008 uh, pretty vividly. Uh, And of course, you know, you were many of us were sitting in front of a Bloomberg terminal sort of watching the market kind of no, no bottom. Um, But actually, within a couple of years, things had recovered. And I think, you know, while you're experiencing a market downturn. It can feel very uncomfortable and it can make you very worried about the future. But actually, business cycles in general, um, and they're always triggered by something else. It's always something different. But business cycles overall in the history of our economy um, are fairly regular and fairly predictable. Um, and as long as you believe that companies will, and large companies in particular, will continue to be owned through the public market structure, um, then I think that there is every reason to believe that investing in markets um, and in some of the countries and the world's biggest companies will continue to be a good way to save for for your future and for your retirement.
1: Do you think, I mean, that for, for me, I think it's been really interesting looking at what have been seen as traditionally really safe haven type companies, yeah. um, and how that outlook for those companies has has shifted, actually, and that there are some sectors that are really exciting now that would be would have been considered, you know, tiny minnows pre coronavirus pandemic. I'm thinking of Zoom particularly, <laughs> but you know, how how do we build our way out of this recession?
2: yes well you can definitely see a transition already occurring within the economy and you know things that i think seemed very impossible or unlikely just a few months ago are now really fundamentally changing our habits and the way that we go about our daily lives um and all of that has to do with our adopting of technology, you know, whether that's um, doing our very first online grocery shop um, and really creating a habit um, of buying our food through a website, um, or whether it's about consolidating our pensions online, um, or whether it's about, you know, making sure that we have the latest banking app so that we can stay on top of our bank balances. I think that move towards, you know, technology um, is really going to facilitate quite a rapid transformation of the economy. I mean, some, you know, some places have called it the fourth industrial revolution, um, and estimates suggest that one in five people um, could see themselves taking on an entirely different job uh, as a result of these changes. And in some ways, that's, you know, that's something we can be very optimistic about, because progress generally for society and, and for humanity has been a good thing.
0: I would agree, and I, I think a lot of these trends that you speak about were already in place before the the coronavirus crisis. But the crisis has accelerated that. Yeah. It has just I mean that things are going to change so rapidly. And if you wear, and this is what I always say to to women who who often don't see themselves as investors, if you look around at the world and what you consume, what you read, what you do every day, it tells you a lot about. Changing trends and where the investment opportunities lie, and the investors who have pivoted quickly and looked at supermarkets are a really good example. A few months back, the you know UK supermarkets were probably one of the worst investments you would think about buying because they were under strain due to the German discount retailers. They had all kinds of issues, but those. Supermarkets who've been able to capitalize on people moving online, people shopping more, true, people panic buying, have actually done quite well. And so, with all these things, there'll be winners and losers. And mm. it's about keeping your eyes open and, and, and um, seeing where the opportunities lie. I want us to touch on two topics that we've kind of um, spoken about. And the one is the, the digitalization, the, the exponential move towards technology that we're seeing. But I also want to talk about COVID 19 as a bit bit of a feminist issue. So we've we've heard a lot about women shouldering the bulk of household tasks and childcare activities, which meant a lot of them have been putting their careers on the back burner. We've heard a lot about domestic violence increasing, the fact that many key workers and industries being furloughed disproportionately impacts women. And I think this is a key point when we talk about women and their finances, women and money, the fact that now more than ever we need to be engaged with our pensions and start investing and and capitalizing on those trends.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I, it's I think the the fact like one of the reasons that women are disproportionately hard hit. Has been because sort of most companies' approach to dealing with the uncertainty has to be has been first of all to get rid of contractors, secondly to look at where people who are part time um, can be, you know, whether or not that job can be subsumed by someone who's full time, um, and and women fall into those categories they are they are self-employed because of the the flexibility that that offers in terms of looking after children and running households often so i think there are more there are more of the self-employed happen to be women um and more of the part-time people as well uh and so that's putting an extra stress on on people's finances at a time when they are already stressed um, so how how do we think that they should look well, I'm fortunate enough not to be in that position, but um you know what would what would the advice be that we would give to people who are in that position?
0: I think a good starting point is the pension. And and Romy, I'd like to hear your thoughts here because, as we know, the point you just made, Sarah, is because a lot of women are part-time workers or self-employed, they often fall out of the nets of auto-enrollment whereby all employers should offer employees a workplace pension. A lot of women aren't scooped up in that, but they might have pension pots dotted about because they've done various roles you know what, what? What is the merit in in bringing those together, and a, a, if you like, tidying up your pensions, having a, a clear out of of the wardrobe, the pensions wardrobe.
2: <laughs> well, I I think it's a very beneficial thing to do because you know if you have had a couple of jobs and the average person throughout their career will have had about 11, um, then you probably do have a couple of pensions lying around. Um, You may not know very much about them. You may not know, you know, where they're invested or the types of fees that you may be paying. Um, I think that even in this day and age, despite so much government reform, um, there are still outrageous and egregious charging structures, which can completely erode the value of your pension in some instances all the way down to zero. And so consolidating your pensions and being able to see them in one place, being able to see the balance um, is a really good starting point, especially if you have the time. But more importantly um, than, you know, simply getting on top of the balance and the total amount that you have, you know, what we worry about when it comes to women and these sort of structural disadvantages uh, that many of us can face in the workplace um, and when it comes to childcare um, is that these disadvantages, if not counteracted early enough, will actually lead to a lifetime um, of less income and ultimately less retirement income than our male peers. And so once you've consolidated your pensions, you know, the real benefit of doing that is having a look at what that might mean for you later on in life when you start to access your pensions. Because the most important thing And the biggest driver um, of what you get out of your pension is how much you put in. And so if you can see your balance and you can see a projection of what that might mean for you, it will really help you close the gap of understanding of what you need to put in today. Uh, And if you start early enough... Uh, That is actually your biggest friend um, when it comes to investing. So, you know, putting in an amount of money, call it £100, in your pension in your 20s um, is probably more beneficial than putting in an equivalent amount in your 40s or 50s because you in your twenties or in your thirties, um, you know you are able to benefit from that sort of compound rate of growth and that long-term investing profile that really rewards people um, who start early. And and so if you if the earliest you can start, the better. Um, you know you don't have to be in your twenties, you don't have to be in your thirties, but the earliest you can start, the better. And and that's really kind of the main piece of advice that we can give right now.
0: That's really good advice. I I do think you know people might be feeling at this point that there's so much uncertainty about the only thing I want to do is is stick my money under the mattress or keep it in cash, but that would be a mistake. And there's every chance that with the new ways of working that so many of us are experiencing at the moment, that we've also developed a new system of both spending and saving. So you might be saving on disappearing travel costs, your your social life that's vanished almost overnight. the lack of the daily coffee you buy. Um, or you might feel that those savings are being gobbled up, you know, with food costs at home increasing, spending more on a subscription TV. You might even be on a first name basis as I am with the Amazon delivery team. But now is as good a time as ever to reassess how you spend and how you save and channel some of that money into your pension, redirect some of that money you've saved from not whining and dining or no weekends away into your pension savings. And you could be doing your future self a big favor, and that is the ultimate control far beyond clearing out the wardrobe thank you Romy thank you Sarah and thank you for listening to this special edition women and money podcast all the way from our homes uh, the podcast will be appearing every month on Fidelity and this is money's webpage. subscribe to iTunes to get the podcast
1: downloaded direct to your devices every month For more information on how women can unlock their financial power, visit the Women & Money page at fidelity.co.uk. Please be aware this information does not constitute investment advice and should not be used as the basis for any investment decision, nor should it be treated as a recommendation. You would not normally be able to access money held in a pension until the age of 55.
0: And please, if you can, follow us on Instagram at Fidelity International. Thank you for listening.